This week's episode is an exploration into another type of not magic, and this side of the spectrum is our making side, and that topic is the prayer shawl. Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. I feel holy just hearing that word. Well, holy moly, we're going to dive in. So I hope you're ready. I'm ready. I'm just like, (laughs) what the heck is a prayer shawl? Like, I know what a shawl is is right yes a triangular shaped sometimes a rectangular shaped not a blanket i guess mm-hmm. there what's the difference between a blanket and a shawl i guess a shawl will cover my shoulders mm. a blanket will cover my whole body i wrap it around my shoulders it's a shawl what is a prayer shawl what how do you distinguish a shawl from a prayer shawl what is this? well so it turns out, much like many things in our magical uh, explorations of the crossovers of magic and making, there's not too much difference as long as you're putting intent into it. So a yeah. prayer shawl is almost like uh, like a rosary bead or a meditative tool, again, to focus your magic or healing or whatever the intent is i mean even a prayer shawl itself is known as other things like a comfort shawl or peace shawl just a mantle it carries over and has many meanings and i even though it has certainly gained in popularity and become very popular in like the christian faith particularly it can be made by anyone and really i think is a very powerful tool and way to gift your making yeah i mean when I received my, my partner calls it a uh, boy cozy. Yes. So it's a large triangular shaped wrap, quite a large, I mean, it's not a poncho because it's open in the front. It does uh-huh. have a hood though. Well, kind of like a cape. It's a cape. It's a wrap with a hood, but it's a it's, boy cozy. <laughs> it's a boy cozy. Yeah. It is um really like a hug. It, it is receiving its, the most awesome wool and it's mm. just like i wrap myself up in it and it's like oh it is so comforting so mm. getting the right kind of shawl just something really comfy and warm and wonderful if i was going through a tough time and i received something from someone that i love mm. and it was in my favorite color and it was just really thoughtful and i wore it and it was warm and i yeah, you sent me a virtual hug. You sent me something that is, I know is imbued with meaning and intent and mm-hmm. love. Oh, heck yeah. I will yes. wear that. It's, it's a great project to make if you need to gain new perspective on your making. I mean, perfection, like you said, and we've said in the past, is totally subjective. So when you're making something for someone else who's in need, it's taking yourself out of it and you're not making it for yourself. It becomes a more powerful item. And the person who's looking at it is never going to see any imperfections that you may perceive. (laughs) They're just going to see it for what it is, as an amazing gift of love. So, right. Yeah. Well, so, and I want to make, so I'm familiar with garments that are, and, and ritual objects that also carry the same name of Mm -hmm. a prayer shawl. So if you are a, like there's in Judaism and in Christianity, there are things called prayer shawls that are worn by 
priests or rabbis um, or that are used in certain ways. Um, in Catholicism, there's a, a prayer shawl that is worn by women to cover the head during mass. Um, so there's different sort of liturgical or religious or ritual garments that are worn during ritual practice that are also sometimes called prayer shawls. So, but mm. for this episode, when you're saying prayer shawl, we're referring to a um, handcrafted um, shawl that's made imbued with intent and often gifted to someone with the intent of healing or comfort or even congratulations or, or something. So if Absolutely. I'm going through, if I'm, if I'm going through like an illness, perhaps I'm gifted a prayer shawl or a comfort shawl or something like that to yes. wear to have with me as I yep. go through this tough time. That's what we're talking about here, right? Absolutely. Much like it was uh, mentioned by our previous guest, Danielle, who when she was in the hospital with her visit, she was gifted with an amazing handmade shawl that she said really got her through and she knew right. she could feel it and was able to wrap up and offer a lot of comfort to her. So right. even if you're not uh, a person who is a religious background, it is a very magical piece, no matter what. It's very cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Tell me more about what you learned for this episode about the prayer shawl and about its meaning and yeah. numerology and all kinds of stuff. So uh, when I first learned of the prayer shawl, I was working at a local yarn store and I wasn't as familiar with it, but we got in a book that was all designs of prayer shawls. And I was like, well, that's kind of like very specific. So I flipped through and I did some more research um, for this episode. And of course, duh, two of the key features that are in many of these prayer shawls are one, the use of the number three in many repeated fashions, basically any way you can, um, and the use of the seed stitch, which is a specific stitch in knitting to get you this textural look in the fabric. I found it very interesting that they would choose to, of course, use those two together because three in the numerological sense is about creation and in Christianity is all about the Trinity, but not just there. I mean, many cultures have a uh, magical or mystical meaning around the number three. So it's not just uh, one specific religion and even just phases of life come in like a three section area, you know? Sure. Maiden mother crone, you have these three sort of phases of like, you know, of being the triple yep. goddess shows mm -hmm. up child you know, adult senior yep sure. just yeah, yeah. aging so how does it how does the three show up is it because the because it's a triangle shaped a shawl is a triangle shape or is it because you're doing the seed stitch in three ways or you're is your cast on a multiple of three like what do you mean so all of or those all the could be true. Yes, absolutely. Generally, it seemed more like either, like you said, sort of a triangular finished shape or more often a repeating of three sections or three stitches. So in this case, it would be like seed stitch where it would be a knit three, purl three kind of a thing. So you go back Got and it. forth three and three and three and three. Probably the cast on would be a multiple of three, that sort of a thing. And the fact that they're using seed stitch, like I said, is pretty clever because 
duh, seed is growing and growing is creation. So, well, and if, if you give someone a gift, you're planting the seed of that intent to grow with them. Uh, also. Yes, so course. that's very cool. The number three is all over. It's in nature. It's everywhere. So it makes a lot of sense that it would be in this shawl. So maybe that's you could really... also do three colors. You could do three sections, lots of options. When I think about the prayer shawl, it really takes me back to last week's episode when we did the witch's ladder. And I think mm -hmm. about how not just the three and the colors and the numerology, but that makes me then think like, golly, you could really bring that prayer shawl up to another level if you incorporated things like beads or shells or feathers or charms. Mm -hmm. um, you could really, you know, make this a prayer shawl with a lot of intent by employing all the things we've been talking about, you know, throughout our podcast by, yes. you know, even the blocking, finish it with a blocking ritual or blocking water that was infused with, you know, some fresh herbs or mm. anything. Um, I highly recommend not making things overly scented if you're going to give them to someone who's ill. Yes. Um, many hospitals have a ban against scents because um, I used to work in one. However, mm -hmm. using those herbs often don't carry a heavy scent, but do carry a lot of magical properties or just blessing them or including a note. I was thinking um, about how sometimes people, I was reading Cord Magic, Cord magic yeah. book, and I was reading about how sometimes people will, if you incorporated or somehow encased a gemstone inside a prayer mm. shawl, someone could hold that stone or could, um, or a bead and could rub that stone Ooh. or, or, you know, somehow that could be their touchstone literally on, this is a reminder that this oh. is a healing garment or this oh, garment man. is for love. Imagine if you had a bead of rose quartz and that Ooh. this shawl was about love, you could take that, you know, bead and you could, or that, you know, something. And when you felt it, know that that's what that was for. Oh, yeah. You could add it to the end of a tassel. Maybe you could find some small ones that actually are beads and strand them onto the actual yarn, which mm -hmm. is always a lot of fun. And what I love about putting beads and adornments onto knitted items is it adds a lot of heft to the piece. And I like that because if you're adding intent to something, you're, I mean, this is like a way to add literal weight to it. It really feels like it has that meaning to it and it's mm -hmm. beautiful so it takes extra I like, time i like the idea if you can find one of a button because a button is also a little bit of a worry stone oh yeah where you can touch idea. it or hold on to it mm -hmm. I, add I it to the fringe really yeah. if you like to fidget with stuff like me mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's also flat if you happen to be laying on it Oh, yeah, that's smart. Mm -hmm. Just don't yeah. get one with a shank on the back. <laughs> it's called a True. shank for a reason. Yeah. So Shank awesome. you right in the back. Ah! Okay, so I think we need to take a little break. And when we come back from our break, I want to ask you about the reasons. Why, why should we make a prayer shawl? Learn more about where this came from, who's out there doing it. We will, of course, do our divination for the week. Yes. And... Um, Maybe a couple of little announcements. Mm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Jim, I was just on your website and I saw that you have an option for readings. Are you doing more than just palm readings now? I have started offering tarot readings in addition to palm readings. <gasps> 
Yes, finally. You can find information about tarot readings or palm readings on my website, thedivinehand.com. Both are available virtually anywhere in the world. Or if you live in the Seattle area, I am seeing clients in person as well. Thedivinehand.com. That's where you can go to learn more. Hey, Magical Makers. My river mitts knit along might be over, but you can still grab kits from UU Yarns. These kits include the pattern and yarn and are conveniently linked within our show notes. Or you can learn more at lightfromlantern.com. Now you can cast on anytime you want for your own one-week knit along. All right, welcome back. Okay, why would someone make a prayer shawl? All right, so obviously people are probably going immediately to like, oh, we got to make it for someone for the hospital who's sick or having some issues there. But you know what? You don't have to make a prayer shawl just because someone is sick or needing help. You could also make it for someone who's had like maybe a birthday coming up or a new baby or maybe they're nursing a new baby or well, for they're... positive reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe for someone who's then going to lead a um, non-religious ritual or, you know, graduations, anniversaries, holiday gifts, any any occasion actually that is really cool mm -hmm. yeah for marriage that'd be a fun one. Ooh, yeah i mean there was that was one of the most popular uh gifts for people to make again when i worked in the yarn store people always wanted to make baby uh baby blankets and they wanted to make uh wedding blankets always yeah. so white and i was always like oh my god it's gonna get immediately dirty or they're never gonna use it but you know you do There's you reasons there's yes. reasons for that white blanket. I know, but me, I just my Prove Virgo that you practical. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. If it the showed traditional the blood, meanings. If it showed right. the blood stains, then it was showed Success. that you had consummated the marriage. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. look at you knowing all of the right stuff. I know. Knowing all the reasons <laughs> that those are white. It's huh. kind of, I don't know, that when you realize that, you're like, oh, maybe I should make it pink. Yeah. or some other color or maybe i should just make it purple or maybe i should i don't know get them yeah. a blender well but when because... i worked oh sorry yeah go, no go ahead. go ahead um yeah i was curious because you you have said before you worked at an oncology ward you've said there was people who used to do knitting and that yeah, kind of so thing we had a knit for life group that would meet um in the cancer center i worked at a big comprehensive cancer center the entire mm -hmm. hospital only oh. saw cancer patients so it was a big Wow. comprehensive center and the knit for life group would meet regularly and um that was pretty awesome so people would knit and crochet of course mm -hmm. um and it was a great time patients and family members anyone who wanted to knit or crochet together yeah much of the yarn was donated so there was always yarn available there was always needed knitting needles or crochet hooks available everyone was ready to instruct you or teach you oh, how to sure. do it there was always fun conversation and if you didn't know what to work on you were just gonna make a hat boom we'll give you something. crochet this hat because there's always stocking caps in seattle it's chilly mm. and cancer patients who have lost their hair are always looking for a good a decent stocking cap to wear mm. So that was what the Knit for Life group defaulted to was making stocking caps that then were free for patients, you know, to wear. But certainly some of the folks were working on actual projects or I'm sure they were also working. I, 
never really asked them, but I'm sure they were working on things like prayer shawls and blankets as well. So certainly there were patients that would come into the infusion bays or, you know, during treatment and they would have their special blankets with them. Mm, yeah. Though there's some infection control issues, um, you know, that you want to watch for. We always had warmed hospital blankets for people. And so those were always available. Um, And so because of infection control, sometimes you couldn't really have, you know, your own blanket, but there was some Mm. people that really did bring their own, like any jacket or whatever you bring. So, yeah, but there's nothing better than a warm blanket in a blanket, right out of the blanket warmer. It's kind of like when you get clothes out of the dryer. Yes. Oh man. My mom used to put uh, the winter coats in the dryer before we go and get the bus when I lived in Ohio in the winter <laughs> and it was euphoric. So I can only imagine what kind of comfort that would offer someone. So yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So you said the people who were knitting in those groups, they were who, who like what types of per- people were they? Were they volunteers? They were patients yes. themselves. So there was a, a collection of people. Um, so at the cancer center, generally there were four different categories of people who mm were in that building. There were people who were employees, there were volunteers, there were patients, and then there were family members mm. or, or caregiver, friends and family of people who were patients. So those were the four categories of people who were ever in that building. And people who, were, who joined the Knit for Life group were usually one of those people. They could be any of those people. Mm. So, so maybe it was an employee on their lunch break, perhaps it was one of the volunteers um, not in their volunteer capacity, but just no one was in the capacity in which they were working. It was just mm. because they loved to knit and they just had time to wow. do it. That's really nice. Or are making time to do it either way. Or made right? time or took a yeah. break. They knew when the Knit for Life group was, and that's when they scheduled their break if they were an employee or a volunteer. Mm. Oh, so the energy of those groups was probably pretty positive generally. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea is to bring comfort and it's, I don't know if it's positive, but it's always meaningful. Comfort, I think. Comforting. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Word for that. Because you have camaraderie of other people. I mean, think about it. You don't have to explain yourself. If you were yeah. at a stitch and bitch group, you know, oh, what are you mm. making? Yes. A stocking cap. Oh, what for? My wife has cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get these looks or these like, oh, I'm so sorry. But yeah. there... When you're around other people, there's no, you don't have to explain yourself. I mean, how wonderful is that? Yeah. I want to know from you, if you're listening and you've ever received a gift of hand crocheted or hand knitted or hand um, made quilt mm. or something, what did it mean to you? And show us a picture. I have a knit, we have a bedspread that was knitted by my mother's cousin who helped with the housekeeping and helped in the in the home and uh it's a big white bedspread and it's knit squares that are sewn together it's huge it covers our king-size bed so it's quite large and it's from the 40s i think it's pretty amazing piece i love it because it's from kuma you know kuma kuchatine and it's this amazing antique Mm. um yeah, so that's it's... kind of special as a hand-me-down as an antique. And I talked early in the, you know, before the break about the boy cozy and how meaningful that is. But mm-hmm. I want to hear from you. Have you received something 
what did it mean to you? How did it get you through? How did, how do you celebrate it? Do you still use it today? Have you gifted something to someone? And do you have a story that you'd want to tell us? Oh gosh, I'd love to hear from you. You can email us. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And email us. Sorry. At knitaspellpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Okay, I'm I just imagining all of the stories that we're oh. going to hear. <laughs> I'm forgetting okay. that I'm actually participating in this conversation Hello, too. Oh, <laughs> you're okay. okay. Say the say the email address one more time. I spoke over you. Knitaspellpodcast at gmail dot com. Email us your stories that Katie was imagining as I we know. were sitting here. <laughs> yes, whether you're the recipient of the item or you made the item and gave it to someone, we want to hear your story. So drop us a line. If folks want to make prayer shawls, where can they find information? We'll have this in the show notes, but where do people go to find, like, how do I do this? How do I make a prayer shawl? Sure. Uh, well, obviously, Google is a huge resource. Specifically, yeah. I found that uh, shawlministry.com was a great resource in terms of symbology and color correspondences and patterns. There was a lot of free resources there. And uh, while maybe not the most modern looking website, who cares? It has all the information you need. So it was oh. a really good one. That website reminds me of the 90s. I am living for it. Yes, I was just looking for the site counter on the bottom, but alas. So let's wrap the episode by doing a little tarot card draw. How about yeah. Let's give this one another shot. Huh? Oh, your favorite. <laughs> As this is our not month and our prayer shawl episode, what should we hold with specific intent this week in our making? Let's have that be our question. What intent should go with our making? Oh, Jim, it's your favorite one. Oh, the rainbow of cups. I mean, the, the rainbow of spindles. Of yes. The ten of cups. Ten of cups. Well, that's a great one for that question because the intent that goes with your making this week can be the fulfillment of emotional of emotion and the joy that joyful fulfillment of emotion but how do you read this card yeah i feel like um anyone who's starting a project or finishing a project uh or or basically if you choose to spend time in your crafts this week it will be very emotionally fulfilling oh look at that joy read it <laughs> the emotion evoked by well-being, good fortune, or success, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. There you so go. if you have hope, then you are accessing joy. Woohoo! And that's what I think that card is all about. I agree. All right, Jim, what do you have going on this coming week? Anything that people need to know about? This week is pretty quiet. I'm just doing readings, always available for readings. You can book readings through me at thedivinehand.com. And if you sign up for my email list at thedivinehand.com, you will be one of the first to know about when I'm launching very soon my online apprenticeship program, my mastership program. Ooh. And you can build your own palmistry empire learning the divine hand method of palmistry. Very, but what very about fun. you? So earlier in the month, it was River Mitts Knit yes. Along. Yes. The pattern is still available. And that I saw photos from that. People were sharing photos and you were sharing those 
but I want to know what else is happening. What do you got planned? I am, uh, if not having already dropped, then just about to drop my new pattern for the self-love cowl. Yes, I know. What? A new month brings a new design from me, finally. So, yes, if you're not signed up for my newsletter, you probably aren't finding out about it before everyone else. So hop on to lightfromlantern.com to go ahead and sign up for it real fast. You'll get a free pattern as my thank you, and you'll also be the first to know about all the fun stuff I have going on this year. This is just the beginning, this new pattern. I'm also going to be doing other things that I don't want you to miss out on. Self-love, Cal. Self-love on the palm is located right here at the base of the thumb on the Mount of Venus. Oh, very good. Yes. Just to see, there needs to be more collab between palmistry and knitting, I think. We're going to have to work on something. Maybe. Let's stroke the beard. Yes. Mm. Mm, Stay tuned. Self-love cowl. Yes. Talk about a prayer shawl. That's a perfect connection to this episode. Oh, trust me. It's very meditative too. So hold tight. You'll love it. Don't miss out. Do not miss out on that. Well, Katie, this has been super, super fun episode. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to next week when we interview Brandy Williams. Finally, Chord Magic. Yay! Brandy Williams is, her book is amazing. If you don't have this book, Chord Magic, you need to get it. All right, everybody. Until next week. I'll see you later, Jim. Okay. Farewell, all. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.